And good morning, friend. Thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful morning once again. My name is Pastor Gerald, and you are listening to Grace Waves, brought to you by Great Grace Church, South Africa. Well, friend, I am excited to have the privilege to bring you another week of Grace Waves morning devotionals. And this week, we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days, and there was no open vision. Now, we are going to be talking about vision. As you saw from the message title, I believe already you saw that we're talking about vision. Now, for us to talk about vision this week, we must define what is biblical vision. What does the Bible say about vision? I'm not talking about your opinion or my opinions. Those don't matter. But what the Bible says, that is what matters. Now, this can become a very sticky topic when we speak to different people about what they believe vision is. Some people completely over-spiritualize visions, and other people trying to balance it, under-spiritualize it. But that is why we always turn to the Bible and learn from God what His thoughts are about this topic, and about any topic, so to speak. Now, there are many kinds of visions when you read in the Bible, but in most cases, the Hebrew and the Greek words that are used for vision are the same words. There is not many words for the word vision in the Bible, but the application and the current situation within the context of the word is what makes the meaning and the application different. The word vision can be used in the Bible to speak about a dream, but it can also speak about purpose. So we need to understand the difference between those two things and when what is applicable to us. Now, I'm not going to go into the Hebrew and the Greek words, as this is just a devotional and not a Bible college class. But for both the Hebrew and the Greek words in the Bible, they have the meaning more or less as the same thing. It speaks about a vision being a sight, seeing something, looking at something, gazing at something, or a dream, a revelation, or an oracle. It can be a revelation by means of a vision, an oracle, or a divine communication. And this has the idea of something whether where you where you see something whether you with your eyes physically or maybe it can be mentally that you are seeing something or something that you see in a dream which is also mentally and it can be in the sense of being aware of something you know when someone talks to you about something and you reply to them and you say yes i see what you mean you don't physically see what they mean and you're not having you know, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but you're not seeing a picture in your mind either, but you are understanding. So a vision can also speak about having an understanding. And it can be something that we see by means of experience, that you can see something because you have experienced it, you know what it is, you have knowledge of that thing. 
Now the primary essence of this word is not so much about the vision or the dream, so to speak. So it is not about the way that the message is conveyed, but the emphasis in the Bible is always on the message that is conveyed. The message that God is speaking to you, the divine communication, that is what is important and not the means. But for us, so many times we place great emphasis on the means and then we, we completely put aside the message. Now, in the Bible, people received visions in many ways. Some by physical sight, they physically saw something happening. Or by maybe by mentalists, they saw something happening in their minds while they were awake. Now, some people saw them by dreams, some by illusion-like visions, some by word. They received a word from someone, gave them a word from God, like when the prophet Nathan came to David, he spoke a story to him. That was a word, a vision from God. Now, it can be by a voice, maybe, even physical voice, like Samuel heard the voice of God speak to him when he was sleeping. And he woke up and he said, yes, Eli. But Eli said, it is not me. Right? And some people saw visions by physical experience. And when Jesus was on the mountain and he was transfigurated, he was glorified. When they came down from the mountain, he said to his disciples, Tell no one of this vision until, until after I've been resurrected. So that was a physical experience that he spoke about, but he called it a vision. Because they saw something, right? Now, it is important to understand that a vision is not always a supernatural thing. Like in this case, it can be something that you see physically or a physical word that you receive or something that you perceive mentally. It doesn't have to be a supernatural experience. And this is where many people take this out of context, whereas every single time it is some supernatural revelation from God in a dream. or But that is not biblical. People in the Bible very seldom received visions by dreams or by supernatural appearance. And only a handful of people had these experiences. It was not every single person in the church, and it was not every single day. In fact, in the Bible, when you read these visions, you know, many of those are years apart. But we read them together because that's the way that the Bible was compiled. And for those that did have them, they did not seek the visions. They did not go after them. However, it was from God, and it was for a reason, and it was for a specific season. Now, does God sp still speak to people in dreams and in, in visions, as in illusions or a mental sight? Yes, definitely He does. And especially in our days, He speaks to the unsaved in dreams and visions. Yes, you heard me, the unsaved. There are hundreds of testimonies from people who met Jesus in a dream or in a physical vision. And though they have, they have not believed in Jesus because of this dream or this vision, they started searching for the truth and they found faith in Jesus. And this is especially happens a lot in countries where the Word of God is not accessible and where there is no preacher to preach the Word. So because they do not have access to the physical Word of God, God communicates to them in different ways. 
And we find this happening a lot in the Middle East. And there is literally hundreds of testimonies of people that have come to Christ through a dream or through a vision. That no one has ever preached to them the word of God and yet they believe in Jesus because they met him in a dream or in a vision. Many, many awesome stories. Now, I would be a fool to say that God cannot speak to people in more than one way. I cannot tell you that the way that God speaks to you that you are lying, but that is between you and God. However, we know that God has given us his word, the Bible. And that this is his primary means of speaking to us today because he has given us his full vision in the word of God. That is his full divine communication to us as his people. Now often we speak of vision today as a kind of term where we use it as, you know, in a natural sense of having a plan or having a purpose. Even companies use this term say our vision and our mission is so and so. Now, this is something that we'll be speaking about more throughout this week. But for you and I as Christians, we must have a vision. Now, what do I mean by this vision? Well, in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, the Bible says, Where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. Or the King James says, The people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. Where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. There is no focus. There is no purpose. There is no restraint for those who do not have a personal and a corporate vision for their lives. The kind of vision that we need as Christians is still the kind of vision that we have been talking about. Remember that having a vision is not about the means that the communication reaches you so much as it is about the message that was communicated. Now, tomorrow we'll be speaking about how we can receive vision for our lives and for our church. And we'll also be speaking about the means that God communicates that vision to us. But understand that having a vision for your life means that you have a clear understanding about what God has said regarding His plan for you and His purpose for your life. And vision is what keeps us focused and on a purpose that goes beyond us, beyond just today. It keeps us looking forward to a promise, to a hope that we have, that God has given to us. Now, friend, remember that God wants you to have a vision for your life. God wants you to know the calling and the plan that He has for your life. You might not know the details, but you should know the bigger picture, the destination, the goal that God has for you, the calling that He has called you with. God wants to use you. Yes, you. Just you, the person who you are today. God is not concerned with who you are. He can change you. But He wants to use you. He has called you to a purpose and He wants to give you a purpose. And that is why you are still here. God has a vision for your life and a plan for your life. So join us again tomorrow, friend, as we investigate how you and I can receive a vision for our lives. How we can have a clear purpose, a clear path that God has given to us 
has spoken to our hearts that which he has in mind for you and for me. Thank you for listening today, friend. I hope you you enjoyed this different kind of devotional, but I, I know that this will be a blessing to us throughout this week. So please tune in again tomorrow as we continue investigating and looking into what God's vision is and what it means to have a vision for our lives. May you have a blessed day today. God bless you.